Good evening, welcome to Feng Shui Mastery Show with your host Kathy Hargden. Now, this evening I thought this would be a great opportunity, especially for those people who are just being introduced to the subject. You all know that there's an awful lot of books that have been written over the years, especially the last 20 years, on this subject of Feng Shui. And I thought that this would be a great opportunity to just talk you through some of the books that I've got here tonight. I've read pretty much every book that has been on the market and I could probably help you or direct you to some of the more simpler books or the more uh, attractive books to actually get your feng shui journey started so that you don't read maybe the wrong book and throw it aside and think oh I don't really see the point in this or become demotivated by it because there really are some fantastic authors and great books that really draw you in and can make the implementation of this fascinating philosophy and subject easy to implement. So there'll be plenty of opportunity at the end of the review to take down some of the names and the titles. So wait till the end and then get your pen and paper ready nevertheless. So moving on, here we have um, Feng Shui book by Stephen Skinner and he's quite a, a famous guy who has written an awful lot on Feng Shui and throughout the 90s going into the early 2000s there was actually a, a specific magazine um, for Feng Shui um, however I know it didn't last very long but this man was um, one of the contributors and it was a fascinating magazine I think it came from, it was operated out of London, but um, this particular book is great for anyone just getting started because visually it's very attractive and it actually lays things out for you so that you can follow it um, easy, easy and it's quite a colourful book. So, you know, if you're just wanting to look at things more visually, I would say that this is a, a very nice book and it's also... It wasn't the price is still on it, you can see, <laughs> but um, you can go through these kind of books quite simply, quite easily, because they're an easy read. Um, there is another book here, which it was one of the first on the market, and it was combining interior design with feng shui. So it's been written by an interior designer, but it's not always been the domain of the interior designer, and a lot of people don't know how to implement it even if they are involved in interior design um, because what w what goes with feng shui it's not just about where you put things there is a timing aspect to it as well as more philosophical and spiritual um, properties within that whole implementation so the interior designer wouldn't necessarily be involved in that side of things unless they're personally interested. However, I would say that if you are an interior designer, it can only complement everything you do um, by knowing something about feng shui. So this is one of the oldest books that, I think it's probably one of the first books that I actually read. And I certainly would recommend it. It doesn't have that many pictures. It's not particularly colourful inside, but it's very practical and it does make sense. So that's called interior design with feng shui. Then we've got um, the next book called The Complete Illustrated Guide 
to Feng Shui. This is a beautiful book. Um, red writing with gold background. How to apply the secrets of Chinese wisdom for health, wealth and happiness. Written by the so-called Queen of Lillian Two. I don't know if that's true or not, but she certainly has capitalised on the book market in terms of Feng Shui and has written many, many books. Um, and we'll see some of them later on. But this is a really beautiful book in terms of illustrations. And, you know, these books, they're not that expensive on the market. You can pick them up secondhand now. And often it's usually people have let go of their books because they really haven't practiced it or not interested in it anymore or personal reasons. They cleared their clutter maybe. <laughs> um, but I can actually say that I have my whole compendium of Feng Shui books still and I've had them for 20 years. But this particular book, um, I think this is one that Lillian Tu has put together because it made it more animated and more alluring to understand some of the obscure philosophy aspects of this practice uh, and put it into colour and put it into easy language. So this is another great one I'd recommend, mainly because you can actually see things in action. And then we've got another book um, called The Forbidden Rumi. Now Rumi was a Sufi um, poet and you may ask, well what's this got to do with Feng Shui? But you'll see in some of the other interviews that I'll be doing in the future that I will be talking to somebody who has studied this particular poet and you know nothing is really separate in the world that we live in um, as we said in some of the webinars that I've I've actually done is that space clearing is about clearing patterns either of your own or other people's and that's because nothing is separate we don't live in separate compartments even though our brains tell us that we do and um, the Rumi is all about more of the spiritual aspect of um, our existence and it talks about space and meaning and these are ideas that I'm hoping to incorporate into some of the interviews because I don't want this show just to be about the superficial aspects of feng shui as I said before the dragon at the door or the toad at the back entrance much more than that and I'd like to actually get the opportunity to illustrate this to people listening that it's a it's a it's a, it's a very spiritual and philosophical um, practice as well so the forbidden Rumi is an introduction to all the different poems that he's written and we'll interview somebody who can actually match that and make it sound more sensical um, in relation to Feng Shui. So then well, we've got the Beginner's Guide to Colour Psychology. Um, absolutely essential for understanding why you find yourself attracted to certain colours. It looks at um, you know the different rooms, why you would use certain colours in a room for different people of different ages. We look at the different chakra aspects within our own bodies, the vibrational levels of colour. Um, it's not just about clothes, it's not just about design, it's about how we perceive colour as well. And I won't say too much about it because I don't want to ruin the mystery of it, but it's really quite um, a fascinating read and certainly it is a complement to what we um, 
discover when we're using feng shui how important color is associated with the five elements which um, we did touch upon in the acupuncture interview and then we've got um, surprise surprise another couple of books written by Lillian too now there's a book here called water feng shui for wealth and this was a series of books that Lillian too produced and they're very um, specific and they're quite highly written really for somebody who is well adept at the feng shui practice um, and it's a great read if you can it's quite intense um, not a whole lot of pictures it's not particularly a colorful um, colorful book but fascinating in terms of the concept of water and how that is associated wealth with wealth and how you actually manage that in your own home business corporation and so I certainly would hold back on that particular book and get the more simpler ones to begin with um, there's a couple of other books you wrote with regard to the flying star feng shui which is to do with your timing have you ever felt that you're in the right place at the right time or maybe the wrong place in the wrong time well that's what that other book is all about is the timing of things so it's not just about where you place things in your home but it's about timing your look in life as well so that takes you into the realms of astrology and then there's another book to go with this it's like three books all in one and that's to do with um, the astro astrology of the 12 different animals so finding out a bit about animals and you know which one are you and what kind of energy in terms of animal would your representation work well with especially in terms of relationships and you know it is quite helpful you know even if you don't really believe in it it's it's still worth a read but they are very intense those books and um, but a very interesting and goes into the subject very very deep the other book by Lillian too is called The Essential Feng Shui. So now she's trying to break it down, make it much more pragmatic for people, a step-by-step -step guide to enhancing, and it's focusing particularly on relationships, health and prosperity, which are the three areas in our lives that are very important. Um, so obviously that's what the market is tailored to. Um, but I myself, as I said, I'm covering not just those areas. We're going to be looking at the area of self-discovery in terms of meditation spirituality we're going to be looking at creativity for children and people of all ages so I'm quite interested as well in the aspect of business because this is an excellent tool for anybody who owns a business whether they're at home or um, in a corporation but this is another essential feng shui book written by Lillian Tu and she is quite adept now at writing books We've got some great books on feng shui for business and this is a lovely, once again, a lovely, creative, colourful book. So for anybody in the corporate world or even in your own little corporate world in your own home, you know, you can take an awful lot from this particular book. And once again, written by another guy, um, Simon Brown, who also is a quite specialist in this area and did contribute to an awful lot of articles to the magazine when it was around and I really enjoyed his books because he seems to use colour as a means of explaining things 
so that's well worth a look and for anybody as I said if they're in property or if you've got a little business at home or you are a corporate owner you know I certainly would urge anybody to take these principles into consideration when they're setting up their business even in the restaurant business as well or anything to do with service to to the punters um, I recently came back from India and I was in a part of India where every shop was selling the same goods and business was pretty low because it was the end of season and all the shopkeepers came from a certain part of India though so they knew each other but they were selling the same things and you know I spoke to an awful lot of them and I said you have to stand out from the crowd what is it that's going to make someone go into your shop more than anybody else's if they see the same stuff on the outside why would they go into yours so there's got to be something around the shop entrance to catch the eye or catch the ear or catch the feeling of the passing by customer because this was passing by trade that they were very much um, waiting on really and so they um, we came up with a few ideas more to do with sounds and if you have something that's a sound outside the shop then that will catch people's ears if you have something visual maybe something blowing or something creating a geometric design then people's eyes are going to be turned to that and that is what's going to make them decide to go into there the other aspect is aroma if people can smell certain aromas that are attractive then that's another aspect so you can see how this is all very important for feng shui in business and those two business owners I did actually consult with they are going to use those principles when they return to the new season um, later in the year so then we have another book um, the feng shui handbook and that's been written by a master um, of Chinese feng shui so sometimes when they're written more by a Chinese master they can lose some of the translation not because of the Chinese language but more because some of the ways we ac actually explain things don't always make sense to people um, who are trying to implement it for the first time but still nevertheless a very good book um, colorful and has a lot of Chinese pictures in it which basically illustrate the principles and illustrate the ideas in which this fantastic um, philosophy and practice came from and then back to another book called Practical Feng Shui once again by the same author as before Simon Brown and once again very colorful very diagrammatic and really sums up the implementation and it's just brilliant really I really like this book and this is another one that I would actually get hold of if you're just starting out um, I know some people are following my own webinars um, and I have actually squashed it down so that people don't have to read books and books and books for years and years and years to get started um, so that is what a lot of people are looking for something that's succinct and they can start right away and this little book does help people to do that here we have another one feng shui strategies for business success so here 
this person is actually looking at more at astrological charts and forecasts and this is where a lot of people get lost because they can't take on not so much the symbolic aspect to things but the timing and the astrology aspect because it does get quite complicated and our minds aren't au fait with this kind of way of thinking it's not that we're not capable of thinking like that it's just that we have a certain mindset depending on what culture you come from and then to shift that to how other cultures or other practices um, activate this strategy then you have to make a shift that shift is within yourself to understand that so that can be a little bit more harder to take in but still half of the book is not about astrology so it would still make sense to read some of it especially if you're in business my other little book called the feng shui handbook a practical guide to chinese geomancy and environmental harmony is by a man called derek walters and if you're watching this you can actually see that it's well worn book um probably had it myself for centuries and fantastic look at the beautiful design there um and a great writer this man and he he's very much about the energy aspect of feng shui and the space clearing and i really enjoyed this book and i often returned to look at it um because he's not he really he's talking about harmony the environmental harmony and that really is one of the aspects of feng shui if you think about it so many people are living in environments that actually not only don't support them but actually defeat them on a day-to-day -day basis and just some little tweaks would raise them from a level of vibration that would actually make life much easier for them and then we come on to another book called feng shui demystified um, now that's been that's been written by a lady called claire engelhurst it's not very clear on there um, once again what you tend to get in around about the late 1990s, early 2000s, up to 2005, is everyone started publishing a book on feng shui, you know, and they were trying to employ and demystify the simplicity of how to use it. But when you simplify it, which is great, you also often miss something else, and <laughs> you're missing out actually the mystery. And the mystery is that there is a space within us all and how we relate from that space to the space outside and there is very little written on that aspect because a lot of the books are preoccupied with changing outside environments only but not really making the connection that one of the reasons why we're changing the environment on the outside is for us to then change on the inside because it's those changes on the inside that's going to make the difference to you pulling in either your wealth or your relationships or health or many other things the power is within yourself and maybe i should write a book on that <laughs> anyway we have another one here called amazing scientific basis of feng shui um, chinese writer i really like this book um it's got the more scientific aspects and talks about um, geopathic stress, electromagnetic energies 
and really takes the feng shui to a different level um quite intense once again so you could only read a little bit of it at a time but nevertheless really a very good complement to all the more simplistic and 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 um colorful illustrations that we've already seen before and this book is well worth a read um certainly for the skeptics <laughs> Thank you.